me forever. So help me out. Just go scan that little picture with your camera on your smartphone, and it should pull up a link. Follow that link. It's going to bring you right to a form that asks you to put in your information and hit submit. We do not need your kid's address or phone number. We just need their name and their birthday so we can celebrate their birthdays. Um, it, unless they are involved in a ministry where we would need to text them for, for a service schedule or anything like that, then we definitely would take that. But if you could help us out with that, that would be greatly appreciated. If you need assistance with that, please find one of these young tech-savvy people, and they can help you do that. That We will help you get that done we appreciate your cooperation in that. Am I missing any other announcements? My wife's like, why are you asking me? Why would I know? I don't think so. It's good to be here tonight. We've enjoyed the weather a little bit today, been outside, but I'm glad to be back in the house of the Lord. We had a wonderful time this morning in our morning service. Thankful for our worship team ushering in the presence of the Lord. And Pastor Axon knocking it out of the park, as he always does, delivering the word. Tonight, we want to, why don't you stand with me? We want to, once again, go into his presence. We're going to ask him to, you may have already done this in the prayer room, but just in case you didn't make it over there, we're going to ask God to search our hearts and our souls, ask him to forgive us this morning so we can come into his presence with a pure heart, a pure mind. With one accord, lifting up the name of Jesus. I'm going to ask him to forgive me of anything that would separate me from him this morning. Because that's my desire is I want to see Jesus. And I don't want any sin in my life that would keep me from doing that. So why don't we pray tonight as we uh, get this service started. Lord, we worship you. God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercies to us. Lord, you have been so faithful. You've been so faithful to us, God. We pray right now, Lord, that you would search my heart, that you would search my mind, my soul. God, that you would cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Lord, if there's any sin in my life, any sin of commission, any sin of omission, Lord, I pray that you would forgive me right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you would begin to stir up the gift. God, that you placed inside of me. God, begin to stir up that gift. Lord, give me a boldness in the Holy Ghost. God, help us as a people to come into your presence with one mind and one accord, lifting up the name of Jesus. God, giving you all praise and we give you all glory. Why don't we do that this morning? Let's lift our hands and lift our voices and let's lift up the name of Jesus. God, we praise you in the name of Jesus.
Jesus, we glorify your name. Oh, that's all right. Let's continue to worship. We got time to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We got time to lift up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We sang a couple of songs about what God has done for us and being grateful and thankful. The Bible says, I will enter his courts with thanksgiving. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts with praise. So we sang a couple songs of thanksgiving where God has brought us from. And then we took the next step and we begin to lift up the name of Jesus. So there's some songs that come this way where we're, we're saying, God, thank you that you delivered me from sin. Thank you, God, that you brought me a mighty long way. But then we sing a song of the great I am. God, I just want to lift you up. I thank you for what you did for me. But now I just want to praise you because of who you are. I just want to exalt you because of who you are. Praise is thanking God and and tell him thank you for what you did for me. But when we begin to worship him, it's just lifting him up because of who he is. Not because of what he's done, but because simply you are God. You are God, if you never did another thing for me, God, I will continue to worship because you've already done so much for me. Can we just worship him tonight? God, we glorify your name. We worship you, Jesus. We magnify your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, you are good. With some prayer requests we want to take before the Lord. Let's continue to pray for these needs that we mentioned this morning. Chad Culp and his mother need a healing. Clayton Culp just had his grandmother pass away. We need to remember peace there. We need to remember Sister Debbie Culp's Aunt May and the possibility of having cancer. We want to pray for May. Continue to pray for Sherry. This is Sister Lily Embry's niece. Her husband passed away last night. We want to pray that God would just bring peace in the midst of that storm. We have a prayer request turned in tonight for Brenda Wyatt. This is Sister Brett and Alicia's aunt. She was just recently diagnosed with breast cancer. It was caught very early, but we want to pray that God would make a way here, that God would show himself strong, that he would open a door. And have his way in that situation. Is there anyone else? Just by lifting up a hand. Maybe you didn't turn in a card and say, I have a need tonight. We'll call out that need. God knows. God knows exactly what we have need of and when we have need of it. So we're going to lift up those hands in faith believing tonight. If you have a need in your body or situation in your life that you would like prayer for tonight, we want you to come forward at this time. And we're going to believe and anoint you and believe that God is going to do a work in your situation. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for your presence, God, that we've already felt here tonight. 
God, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, and your grace to us. God, we pray for Sherry, who recently lost her husband. God, I pray, Lord, that you would speak peace to her life. God, in the midst of this tragedy, in the midst of this loss, God, I pray, Lord, that your peace would surround her right now in the name of Jesus. For May, who has a possibility of facing cancer, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give her strength, that you would give her wisdom. God, that you would do a work that only you can do, Jesus. For Clayton Culp, who recently lost a grandmother, God, I pray, Lord, that you would bring comfort and that you would bring peace into the life God, that you would speak peace to him and his family in the name of Jesus. For Chad, his mother, Lord, who are in need of a healing. God, we know that you are a healing God, that you are able to do, Lord, exceeding abundantly above anything we ask or even think. And God, we come to you tonight with Brenda Wyatt. God, who has been recently diagnosed with breast cancer. God, I pray, Lord, right now, wherever she's at, Lord, that you would reach down and that you would touch her body. God, that you would, she would feel your presence in the room where she's at. God, that she would feel a peace that would be overwhelm her. God, I pray that you would use Brett and Alicia through this situation to begin to minister, Lord, to begin to touch her, to begin to minister to her life. Oh, in the name of Jesus. God, we want you to have your way with the rest of the service. God, we praise you. We give you glory. Why don't we clap our hands tonight and thank God for what we know he's going to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Have our ushers come at this time. The affirmation statement up there. We want to give you an opportunity to worship in your giving. Give as God has blessed you. We have a revival coming up. And we're excited about what God is going to do, what God is already doing. Sometimes we think that we have to wait for a revival service to have revival. But I, I'm here to tell you that revival's already started. Revival's already started. If you were here at men's prayer, there's a, a five or six men that gathered here on Saturday morning to begin to lift up the name of the lift up the name of Jesus and begin to seek after His presence, seek after His will. I'm excited for what God is doing in Palmyra and what He's doing in this church and the surrounding communities in Monroe City and Hannibal and Canton and Quincy. Things are shaking, folks. Things are shaking. The church isn't confound to this building. I don't want to be content. I was praying this in the prayer room tonight. I don't want to be content to sit around this table. I want to go out into the highways and the byways and compel them to come. Because there's a world that needs Jesus. I want to go to heaven, but I want to take as many people with me as I can. Let's pray and ask God to bless us offering. Let's do this affirmation statement first. Upon the authority of your word, I have given and shall be given to me. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked. The curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received. My whole family saved, walking with God, blessed to walk in health and abundance with divine favor. I am blessed going in. I am blessed going out. All that I do will prosper in Jesus' name. Amen. Brother Tim, why don't you pray tonight?
Amen. Why don't you give his God his blessing as we continue to worship tonight?
Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. It's good to see all you here tonight. Deborah, it's good to see you. Welcome. Welcome. It's good to see you. I don't think I'm missing anyone else. We're thankful to have Braxton and Emily home with us. And Jesus. No, they're being, they're, they're being a blessing where they're at, but we're excited every time they're here. Be able to rub shoulders and put them to work. So, uh, Sister Emily is going to sing for us tonight. We want to continue to worship the Lord with her, and then we're going to hear from Brother Brosey. I'm excited about the word tonight. Amen.
Why don't you lift your hands right now to Jesus all over this house right now. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. <laughs> the Lord has been here since we walked in that door before we did. And I felt the Holy Ghost since we walked in. Why don't you stand right now just for a moment and lift your hands to Jesus all over this house right now. Jesus, I love you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> I put my trust in you, Lord. I put my trust in you, Jesus. I put my trust in you. Hallelujah. Everything else is a sinking sand, Lord. Everything else is disappointment. It's dead ends. But I put my trust in you. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus, I love you. I love you. I love you. Amen. Thank you, Sister Emily. Amen. For letting the Lord use you in that song. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. I think, I think that's the pastor's hardest job. Sometimes is you feel such a distant rush of his presence. And, and uh, you know, I, uh, my mom, when I was a, a young child, I, I, I didn't talk. I didn't talk for uh, probably the first few years of my life. Mom was worried that I would never, you know, that, that I wasn't talking like I should. And, and so she uh, made a mistake, I'll say. She had me prayed for. And since she had me prayed for, I've never shut up. Amen. And so I tell you, I love to declare the Word of God. I love to talk. I love to preach. And I'm just thankful for what God is doing in this place tonight but that's that's probably one of the most things is that you just feel that spirit that that rush amen and just trying to channel that in amen and so i'm gonna try my best tonight to deliver but i can i can tell you the lord's just here in such a mighty way such a mighty way and uh, you know i think this message tonight kind of fits uh, several areas of your life, whether this message may come to those who say, Brother Brandon, I'm, I'm good. I'm following the Lord. Everything's good in my life. I've got what I need. I'm doing great. If that's you, congratulations. You're probably one of the few. But this message may come to you tonight. It says, Brother Brandon, I, I'm struggling. I need the Lord to remind me of His grace. I need the Lord to remind me that, that I'm being worked on every day. And that's, and that's every last person in this room. God's working on us every single day. This message may find some of you that says, I'm brand new to this Pentecost thing. I've, I'm, this is my first time in church, maybe. But wherever you are in your walk with God and in your life, I believe that uh, I want the Lord to speak to us tonight. Just remain standing. Just give honor to, to our pastor. Pray for, pray for your pastor. Pray for Sister Axton as uh, they're gone. Uh, ministered in Canton this afternoon and then, uh, and then on a little vacation. Just pray for them. Remember Bible study on Wednesday. Amen. God's doing good things in the church. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews chapter 9. And verse 13 through 14. Amen. So thankful for what I feel here tonight. 
Amen. I can tell you that a lot of the songs that we sang have been right in line with this message and uh, what I feel like that God wants to do, wants to remind us. Amen. You see, the thing is, folks, that wherever you are with your walk with God, the Word of God, I'm thankful for that preaching that I've heard, Sister Debbie, because that preaching that I've heard 10 years ago, I'm still using that today. Amen. There's been some messages that our pastor has preached that I'm needed for right now. There's been some words I needed the Lord to speak to me, and that happened right there. Some things I'm thankful that I can go back on a month from now and say, I'm so thankful that that was preached, amen. I'm so thankful that that my past reminded me, amen, of what I needed to know. I'm so thankful. So wherever you're at tonight, amen. I trust that the Lord is going to speak to us. Hebrews chapter 9, verses 13 through 14 says, For the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer, sprinkling the unclean, sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. How much more? Someone say more. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. How much more, man, if the blood of bulls and of goats, if that sacrifice that we read about in the Old Testament, if the sacrifice of the of the red heifer and of the bulls and goats, if that did that back then, how much more do we have? Amen. Thankful for the blood of Jesus that applies to our life. Amen. I want to preach to you for a moment on this title, The Pursuit of Holiness. The Pursuit of Holiness. Father, right now, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. God, right now, I have we have felt your presence, Lord, so wonderfully in this place, God, since we have walked in. And God, we thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do here tonight. Lord, let me be sensitive to your spirit, God. Let us be doers of the word, Lord, and not just hearers only, God. But we thank you for your goodness, and we pray blessings, Lord, up on this tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. And you can be seated. Praise the Lord, amen. <clears throat> Throughout the Bible, we read about the pursuit of, of holiness in Second Corinthians chapter seven verse one, it says, "Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God." If you've attended any of the Bible studies that that uh, that our pastor has taught, it's such a wonderful series that he's teaching, and uh, and I'm teaching the same thing. In Monroe City, it's, it's been a wonderful series. What in the Word do you believe? It's been great. And if you have picked up on any of this, this was one of the scriptures that I believe that he brought up. But it says perfecting holiness. What that is, is that is a process. It's, it's, uh, it's not taking that word for itself, saying perfecting, amen, because we can't be perfect, amen. We make mistakes every day. But the perfecting is the, is the process, amen. It's the maturity, amen, that we need to make, amen. Thank the Lord I'm not what I was, amen, a year ago. Thank the Lord I'm not what I was 10 years ago. Thank the Lord I'm not what I was last week, amen. But we need to every day, it's a, it's a constant work, amen, isn't it, amen. 
amen, is the pursuit, amen. We're on, we're the pursuit of holiness, amen. And so Jesus says, be ye holy, for I am holy. That is something that we are all working towards to be like him. I believe that's probably why you're sitting in church tonight, amen, is to be like Him, amen, to do that constant day-to-day pursuit of being more like Jesus every day. Someone say praise the Lord. Praise amen. It's to obtain holiness, amen. I'm coming to understand as I mature in the Lord and in studying the Scripture that there will always be angst in the soul when it comes to the pursuit of the absolute, pure, and perfect holiness of God. In fact, I don't believe that any man can really attain to the highest level of holiness that God has for us as long as we are chained to the human body. Because we are going to fall. We're going to make mistakes. There's times that we're going to slip up. But thank the Lord, amen, that there was a sacrifice. Amen. Thank the Lord that there's an altar, amen, that we can come back to. Praise the Lord. On the other hand, I do know that when we are filled with the Spirit, We have an ability to walk in the Spirit, right? Amen. As deemed in Romans 8, when you sow unto the flesh, the Bible says that you will reap, uh, that you will reap corruption. Amen. But when you sow into the Spirit, you reap everlasting life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Reap everlasting life. So we have to be careful what we take in. We have to sow the things in the Word of God and let that speak to us and help us every single day. You see, the thing is, is I have learned, Brother Nelson, that in, uh, in my, uh, you know, in my year or so, uh, almost a year, a little over a year, um, I've been on the fire department, Braxton. Amen. I've been on the fire department, and uh, they gave me a pager. They gave me a pager. And uh, do you know that that thing seems to go off at the most inconvenient times? Amen. Who said amen? My wife did. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. That thing seems to go off just about when you have a good night's sleep. Amen. That thing goes off. Amen. And so in carrying that pager, Braxton, I have, you know, that if I'm available to respond, when that pager goes off, I'm ready and out the door. I remember about the first two months or so on the department, uh, I would, uh, when that pager would go off, I would get in my truck and I would drive up there and they'd be gone. I'd go up to the station and no one was there. I asked one time, I said, what do y'all do, sleep in your fire clothes? I said, you guys are there. I'm trying to respond to help you guys out and you guys are gone. Amen. And so my point is this, that you have to always be on guard. Amen. When you are trying to pursue the things of God, you can't take a day off. Come on. You can't say, well, I don't really feel like it right now. I'm just going to. That's the time, my friend, that you're going to fall into sin when you decide to let your guard down. Amen. That's the time that you're going to fall into it. But every day it's pursuing the things of God. It's reading your Bible. Amen. It's praying. It's fasting. It's saying, God, I want to be more like you. I want to be more like you. So we have the ability to walk in the Spirit as deemed in Romans 8. And we are able to walk as super conquerors in Romans 8 and verse 37. Furthermore, walking in the Spirit is very closely tied to our own desire to live a godly discipline and a holy life. To live a holy 
life. Amen. My greatest desire, amen, is to help you understand the grace of God and His connection to our living a life that is pleasing to God. You've got to have the grace of God that applies to your life every day. We have to contend, amen, with the world that is progressively becoming more and more ungodly every day. But God has ordained you. He has given you the power to be more than conquerors. I love that verse, more than conquerors. We are more than overcomers uh, through Him, amen. So if there is a personal quest to be holy, To be like God. If that's what He wants us to do, then how do we do it? How can we obtain it? You say, Brother Brandon, uh, you're you're not making sense. How, if you're telling me that, that, uh, you know, that I fall every day and, you know, there's some, there's some mistakes that I make, how can I pursue holiness? I'm gonna help you. And so, if there's a constant interaction with the world and the world, we often may think, who is able to do it? Everywhere about us are the constant temptations that assail us. Our minds are literally assaulted at at every turn with a society that has very little inclination toward anything spiritual, whatever. Every temptation of the devil is nothing more than an attempt to get you to fail. James chapter 1 verse 13 through 16 says, Let no man say, When he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. But every man is tempted. Every man is tempted. Temptation itself is not a sin. Watch this closely. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust has conceived. So when you give in to that temptation, when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth Sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. The Proverbs had some reminders for us as well. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 23, it says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all of their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. That's why it's important to be careful what you have on here. Amen. Because these are the issues right here. Because when you're constantly looking at stuff or, or, or have stuff on here that doesn't pertain to holiness and that doesn't follow God's guidelines, my friend, you're going you're gonna to find yourself in trouble, amen, because the Bible tells me, keep thy heart with our diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. When you begin to meditate on passages of Scripture like these, there are guardrails that are put up in the soul and help us to navigate this life and walk a pattern of holiness But then with each progressive degree of spiritual growth and knowledge the Lord gives to us, we increasingly become aware of how holy God is and how unholy we are. Look at Matthew chapter 15. The words of Jesus 
16 through 20, Matthew 15, verse 16 through 20. And Jesus said, Are ye also yet without understanding? Do ye do not ye yet understand that whatsoever entereth into the mouth go into the belly and is cast out in the draught? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they are what defile the man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murderers, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. My, my. We live in a sad world, don't we? We live in a sad world. But folks, I can tell you something. That every last one of us can make it to heaven. Every last one of us can make it. If we draw closer to Him. If we draw nigh unto God. Brother Nelson, you, you mentioned that down in the prayer room. Amen. Draw nigh unto God and He shall draw nigh unto you. Amen. If I be lifted up. We've done that tonight. If I be lifted up, He said, I will draw all men unto me. It is possible to live a holy life with Him. But it takes work every day. It takes reading and soaking more to God in you. It is possible to live a life thankful for what Jesus has done for us. Someone say praise the Lord. And so here's the thing. The hope for progress of holiness comes almost to a screeching halt with this information. More and more. You will become a heightened awareness that if there is no grace of God and no spirit of God that is invested into us, then none of us will be saved. But thankful for the grace of God. The first thing that I want to talk about tonight is the conscience. The conscience. What is the conscience? It is one man called the conscience, the soul's warning system. If you have received the Holy Ghost, then you have a conscience that has been supercharged. By the way, the conscience moves into this state is to the word, is for the word to dwell richly in us. Put up Colossians 3 and verse 16, Andrew, will you? Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. Amen. We'll look at this for a minute. Let the word of Christ be on your bookshelf. The word of Christ be in your car on the dash. No. Let the word, not for the Holy Ghost tonight. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace to your hearts to the Lord. Let the Word of God dwell richly in us. There are two sorts of consciences. Those that are not aware enough of sin. Two sort of sick consciences. Those that are not aware of sin. And those that are not aware enough of pardon. Somebody said this, Let your conscience be your guide is only valid if God's Word is guiding your conscience. You see, that's what the world We'll teach you sometimes, even in our schools, it's prevalent, just be yourself. 
You can just be yourself. You can just be who you are. If that's the case, my friend, then I'm going to tell you something. We would end up in a world of hurt. Amen. It just be No, I want to be like him. Amen. That's what I'm pursuing towards. I want to be like him. But you know what? The thing is in the schools, you know what? Just be yourself. It's, you know, it's what, it's whatever you are, just be yourself. No, 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 my friend. I want to be more like him every day, more and more like Jesus. That's who I want to be like because without him, I am nothing. Without that grace and mercy applying to our life, my friend, we are nothing. I mean, there's no hope for us without the blood of Jesus. There's no hope for us without his word. But I'm thankful that we have the word of God tonight. I'm thankful that there there's hope in Jesus. I'm thankful that we are not in, that we don't have to end up in a pit forever. But I'm thankful that He has called us out. Get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that one day I decided to do that, amen, to get up out of that pit of sin. But I'm going to tell you, amen, we can do that through the blood of Jesus. Elton Trueblood said, it is important to cultivate an uneasy conscience. The good conscience is an invention of the devil. Oswald Sanders said, every conscience needs instruction. Its delicate mechanism has been thrown off balance by the fall. Just as a bullet will reach the bullseye only if the two sights are in correct alignment, so correct moral judgments are delivered only when the conscience is correctly aligned with the Scriptures. Amen. Have you ever, we got our, our neighbor, our neighbor one time, or, or, well, does now. Our neighbor uh, has his dog, and uh, I hope he ain't watching this, but anyway, uh, our neighbor had, has this dog, and uh, their, their, first, their, their first dog passed away, and so they got a new dog. And uh, I went over there one day, to greet that that newfound creature, and uh, and he said he was friendly. So I went over there, and that dog was just sitting uh, in the in the front of their lawn there. So I walked over. I was talking to my neighbor, and and I walked over there, and I said, "Here, puppy, come here. Here, puppy, come here, come here." And that dog just sat there and and looked at me. I thought, "Come here, come on." No, he said. He said he won't come over there to you because he knows. He said about three feet from where he is, he's on an electric fence. And he has that collar around him. And he said as long as he knows that, he said he won't go any farther than where he is now. And I thought, man, I got a message. You know what? I think sometimes we need that. We need to put on that spiritual collar. Amen. We want to get too far. The Word of God says, whoop, hang on. Let's come back here. Hold on. Let's come back here a little bit. Amen. Because without that, my friend, we would end up in a world of hurt. Amen. Without train tracks, a train couldn't operate. It would go everywhere. Without banks to a river, what would happen? I'm thankful for boundaries. I'm thankful for standards. I'm thankful for the Word of God that will teach us and it will instruct us on the way to go. Because, Brother Nelson, without that Word of God, I'm lost. Without that Word of God, we're lost. Amen. But I'm thankful for the Word of God that helps us. Amen. 
And so the conscience can work like that if the spirit, if it has been spirit and word filled. When we start to approach a boundary, the conscience begins to beat and it will jolt us back when we cross that barrier. It serves as an invisible fence, but the conscience only works when it is in tune with the word of God. And so we need to guard our conscience Strengthen your conscience. Protect your conscience. Cultivate your conscience. Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. It speaks of uh, it speaks of a verse. If you can put that up there, brother, 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. Paul mentions this to young Timothy. He says, speaking lies in hypocrisy. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. We live in a world today that has taken so many of the biblical principles. I'm going to tell you something. Some of the stuff, amen, that that uh, that as I grew up, amen, when I was growing up, Brother Nelson, the stuff that I knew not to do, amen, the stuff that I knew was wrong, that's the stuff that the world is teaching today. What's the Bible say? You know you're in the last days when good or when the when the right is wrong and the wrong is right. Amen. And so we have to be careful. We have to protect ourselves. Amen. That when we when the word of God speaks to us, that we respond to it because so much, amen, so much of not responding to the word of God, you'll be like a hot iron, amen. You'll be like they 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 don't respond to it, amen. But we have to be careful that we don't get in that condition, amen, that it says that sear with a hot iron so it no longer responds. But I'm going to tell you something. That when I sit in on the preaching of the word, when our pastor preaches, I want to soak in every word, Noah. I want to soak in every word. Because you know what? I'm going to need that. Amen. I need the word of God in my life every day. Someone say praise the Lord. But yet the great dilemma comes when our conscience is sharp and we live in a filthy world. I hunger for God. I hunger for God and for holiness. But we're surrounded in jobs, in schools. Amen. We're surrounded in places that are not that way. We're surrounded in places that are not that way. I, I, I think that you ought to pray for your children. I think that in, and if your children are, are grown and out of school, you ought to pray for those kids that you know. Pray for them when they go to school. School's not the same today as it was back when you went to school. I guarantee you that. I've been out of school for a while, and I know things have changed there. Amen. But we need to pray for our kids. Amen. Because they go through things that we didn't have to go through. And so even in our jobs, the things that surround us, amen, the things that we have, amen, we have to be careful. We have to have God in those things. We have to carry the Word of God wherever we go because there are temptations around every corner. The text in Hebrews 9 that I read to you, the text in Hebrews 9, I read to you, there is always an answer to our deepest and darkest dilemmas in the Word of God. The writer of Hebrews comes along and tells us that the ashes of the red heifer worked in the sanctification of the flesh in the Old Testament, but the work of Calvary in the New Testament could cleanse our conscience. It could cleanse our conscience. 
Hebrews chapter 9 that I read to you, for the blood of bulls and of goats and of ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience? Are you so thankful for Calvary? You see, here's the thing. What the New Testament could not do, amen, Jesus does. Jesus did. The blood of Jesus does far more. It purges the conscience of dead works so we are able to serve a living God. If you have been filled with the Spirit, you are a child of God and you have been set aside. In 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and uh, verses 16 through 18, it says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. And, and I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Here's the thing. Ezekiel speaks of this uh, when you read it, it says, that I, he, he says, I will take the stony heart of flesh out of you, and I'll put a new heart in you, and I'll write my statutes uh, up on your heart, my friend. We all have to have a change of heart. If we're going to pursue holiness, uh, we all have to let the Word of God change our heart, because our heart is deceitful. The book of Proverbs says, heart is deceitful. But thank God there's an answer to that, that if we stick to the Word of God and let Him speak to us. In the last part of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, I will dwell in them and walk in them and I'll be their God and they shall be my people. Wherefore, put verse 17 up there, brother. Wherefore, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, wherefore come out from among them and be ye separate. Be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Man, we live in a filthy, filthy world. And my friend, you just can't, we have passed the time of playing patty cake in church. <laughs> you say, Brother Brandon, I'm just, you know what, I can just, I'm just going to make it by. <laughs> You know what? I'll make it to heaven. I'm just going to skim by. No. Now, be very careful with that. Amen. Every single day, amen, we have to let the Word of God speak to us and help us and guide us along the walk. Israel in the New Testament church, amen, the tribes were all situated in a way that the tabernacle was right in the middle. They determined to let the center of the world be their worship to God. Admittedly, they did not always live up to the standards that God set forth for them. There was still that de determination of an order that was set up for them in the middle. If you look a little bit deeper in the book of Leviticus and over and over again, you will find that there were laws established to keep them from defiling themselves. There were laws that were put in place in the book of Leviticus. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 44, don't defile yourselves with creepy things. Leviticus 15, verse 31, don't, don't defile the tabernacle. Leviticus 18, verse, 25, verse 21, don't defile yourself sexually. Leviticus 18, verse 21 again, or, or 18 and 24, don't defile yourself with the nations that you came out of, Egypt. Leviticus chapter 18, verse 28, don't, don't defile the land. 
several things that were put in place. Amen. Leviticus 23, don't defile the sanctuary or the name of God. Here's the thing. In fact, this, that is a requirement for anyone who is going to live close to God. Whether you was an Israelite and that every time the tent door was open, amen, in the direction of the tabernacle, or you are a 21st central century saint, amen. But there are things that we have to live and to follow by. But then we come to the New Testament. And there's things in there too that we live by. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 18. Don't let your heart defile you. 1 Corinthians 3 and 17. Don't defile the temple of God. 1 Timothy 1 and 10. Don't defile yourself with false words or with false doctrine. Jude 8. Don't defile the flesh by resisting God-given authority. God is a consuming fire. We read over and over again in the Old Testament. That was what he said to his people. Amen. That God was a consuming fire was not for just a matter of judgment, but it was for a matter of purifying. And here's the thing, the closer that we get to God, the more and more that we feel the Spirit as it cleanses and separates and revives the souls that have been deadened by sin and corruption. The more that you, the closer that you get to Him, amen, the more that you feel. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost, aren't you? I'm so thankful for the Spirit of God, amen. It helps us, it guides us, and it leads us. I'm so thankful for that. If I can have the music come, I'm not going to preach long. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 to 3. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great of a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily Beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Watch this. Look at verse 2. Look at verse 2. Looking unto who? Jesus. Looking unto him. The author and the finisher of our faith. Looking to the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God for consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself lest ye be wearied and faint with your minds let me tell you something Look no further than the Word of God. You will find some of the greatest men that the Bible talks about. Brother Nelson, you'll find some of the greatest of God's men that was used mightily for God who struggled with deep-seated challenges that almost consumed them. Abraham's deception. <laughs> yeah, I see my sister. <laughs> 
Wow. Moses' anger. Elijah's discouragement. Peter cut off a man's ear. Denied Jesus. And don't even get me started on Paul. A persecutor of the Christians. And yet God used. Let me ask you something for a moment. You say, Brother Brandon, there's no way I can, I can be what God wants me to be. Yeah, you can. You've let the enemy get a hold of you too much. That's what you've done. You've let the devil speak into your ear too much. But let me tell you something. You are a child of God. You are set apart. Hey, man, you're a child of God. You're different than that in the world. We can become what God wants us to be, Pete. But you know what it takes? It takes that constant walk with God. Brother Nelson, I don't know. I'm working on reading the Bible through again. I found a Bible plan on my Bible app that you can read the Bible in six months. And I know you read it in about two two months probably, maybe even a a month. I'm, I'm I'm not sure. But I'm reading it in six months. I don't know how many times I've read the Bible through, but I, you're over 100, I know. Man, isn't that awesome? Over 100 times of reading the Bible. Let me tell you something. That's what we need. Every day we need the Word of God to get so down deep into our spirit. To get so down deep and germinate in our heart and our spirit. That's how you pursue holiness. He says, be ye holy, for I am holy. See, Brother Brandon, you're talking some crazy stuff. Because how can we do that and live in a world so corrupt? You know what you have to do? There's a song that says, shun the wrong and do the right. I'm going to tell you something, that whatever you're struggling with tonight, you can have that freedom. Because I, you know where it's found at? It's found in in the Word of God. Because every answer, every answer to life's question, it's found in here. Every answer to life's question is found in here. They all struggled in their walk with the Lord. But guess what the answer was? You want to know what the answer was? They kept pressing forward. They didn't let disappointment get the best of them, Brother Nelson. They didn't let discouragement get the best of them. They fell and they stumbled. But guess what? They got back up again. I believe it's found maybe in the book of Ecclesiastes. But it talks about how the man falls. Woe is the man that falleth. But doesn't have anybody to help him back up again. Whether you're saying, Brother Brandon, I've, I've made so many mistakes, I've lost count. But you know what? This can be what you need here tonight is an altar. That's the answer to what you need is an altar tonight. Won't we all stand together? I don't know what you was expecting tonight, but I feel like this is what the Lord has wanted us to hear tonight. You see, we oftentimes, we look at the big sins. We, we look at the, 
we got the big sins and yeah, I, I'm good. I'm not doing any of those things. We look at the murder and adultery and all those. But there's so many more that the New Testament speaks about that Paul writes about. What about our temper? What about our laziness? What about slothfulness? Our lying? Our pride? Our lack of commitment? Our anger? Our jealousy? Our envy? What about all those things? You know what? We can find help for anything that's in the Word of God. I wonder if you come up here tonight. Go make way up front here tonight. If you need the Lord to help you with something, you know what? He can help you. Why don't we find a place to pray? I just, I feel this in the Holy Ghost tonight. Folks, this world is so corrupt. This world is so evil. But I'm going to tell you something. You can pursue holiness through Him. How many of you want you want to become what God wants you to be? To have a hand right now, just raise. You want to become what God wants you to be. You know what? You can have that through Him. You can have that through repentance. If you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you can have that tonight. It's for you. Don't wait some other night to receive it. But you can have it tonight. What I talked about a little bit with the blood of goats and of bulls and the red heifer. You know what? All that stuff, if that was able to take away sins, amen, for just a year, if that was able to remove that, how much more can the blood of Jesus apply to your life tonight? We'll lift our hands right now. God, I'm not perfect, Lord. Lord, there's no way that I can become perfect, Lord. Because, Lord, I make mistakes. Lord, I fall just like everybody else does. But, God, I'm so thankful for your grace. I'm so thankful for your mercy, oh God. Every day your mercy is new. The Bible says that every morning your mercies are new. Every morning it's a new day. Every morning, it's a new start. Every day is a new start. Uh, if you was a failure yesterday, guess what? You can become an overcomer tonight. Uh, if you made mistakes yesterday, guess what? Uh, it's time to repent of those things today. If they Brother Brandon, I'm not what I need to be. Guess what? God's working on you. That's a start. Lift your hands all over this place right now. And let's call upon Jesus. We're too close to the coming of the Lord, my friend. We're too close to the coming of the Lord. We have to be ready. Brother Tim, you preached a great message a few weeks ago about being ready. This is how you get ready right here. You find an altar. This is how you get ready right here. You find an altar. You consecrate yourself before the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you. 
very dear friend of mine I saw this on Facebook I used to serve with him on the NAM board he posted this on Facebook he said well if yesterday was a terrible day our gracious Savior gave us another day I'm glad for a God that gives us do-overs if yesterday was rough he's blessed us with another day to make it better God's blessed and I hope that everything goes great for you today I'm here to tell somebody tonight, by the grace of God, He can give you strength every day. Amen. He can give you help every day. I wonder, why don't you just join hands with someone as close to you tonight? Why don't we just pray for one another? Amen. Come on. You know what? We were singing that song. Breaking chains. You know what? The world hears all that noise that's happening here. Chains breaking. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the grace of God? Let's pray for our brother and pray for our sister right now. Jesus, I pray, God, right now for my brother. I pray for my sister, Lord, right now. I pray for strength right now in the church. God, I'm thankful for your grace. I'm thankful, Lord, for your mercy. God, every day, Lord, your mercy and your grace. I'm thankful for it, Jesus. I pray blessings right now in your name, Jesus, for strength in the saints, strength in the church. I'm thankful for it, Lord, right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'm so thankful what I felt here tonight. Thank you for coming. Amen. To Sunday night church. Amen. God is so good. I tell you, folks, this is a great church, and I'm so thankful to be a part of such a great church. Amen. The family of God. Amen. It, it is really incredible, Sonny, isn't it? Amen. I saw you the, the other day. Amen. I was in a big truck. I saw you as you passed. Amen. I tell you, I'm so thankful for the church. Amen. Deborah, so good to see you. So good to have you tonight. Amen. God is so good. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Whew, I tell you, I'm so thankful for His mercy. Are you so thankful that He called your name one day? Amen. Are you so thankful, man, that, that you know what? You was at your lowest point when He called your name. You know, are you so thankful that He did that? Thank for His grace and mercy. Amen. Let's pray one more time and ask God His blessing. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for what we have felt, Lord, here tonight. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit, oh God, for a mighty move of your spirit. God, you are so great, Lord. You are so good. And I'm thankful, Lord, that we can pursue holiness, God, that we can pursue the things of you. God, we cannot do it without your grace and without your mercy. And I'm thankful for my brother. I'm thankful for my sister. God, blessings right now. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. you be dismissed. In Jesus' name, remember Bible study? Amen. On Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, God bless you. you can be dismissed in Jesus' name. Amen. Shake hands and be friendly. Amen. God bless you.